0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome to the Saturday morning green show. Where if Big you're day. on uh, if you're on the Twitch space, apparently my camera went green seconds before going live, uh, which really makes uh, no Lucian so happy. Um, <laughs> maybe we should switch to a Discord video next week and just yeah. you know try something different. Uh, Because I did try
1: restarting my computer, which I hadn't done in a couple of weeks, so I thought maybe that was it. I updated my video drivers. There is no newer version. We both have the newest version of Zoom. Yep. Yeah. But why I get it and you don't, I have no idea. Why it's only your camera, I have no idea. Green is mean. Welcome to St. Patrick's Day, everybody.
0: Uh, (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah. So, hello. Uh, Welcome to... This is the last show of 2020. Um, so we, I think last year we, we did like a mailbag episode. Um, and this year with my, uh, st- uh, making a video every day and, and just a lot of things we, we didn't get around to asking questions earlier. <laughs> so we're going to kind of do like a year in review and talk about things. But first of all, Lucian, how was your uh, holiday season? Uh, did you have a good Christmas and what have you? I feel like
1: it. Uh, we got snow on Christmas day eve evening and so we had snow on christmas day which is what you want yeah um we had opening of presents we stayed home didn't go and travel so it was quiet got to watch movies all day nice seemed like a pretty good christmas day for for our family how about your family
0: yeah no it was great we uh it's kind of funny so we opened presents and then uh my son got tired because he usually takes a nap you uh, know, mm-hmm. after a little bit in the morning. So we put him down for a nap and that's when, uh, my, my mother-in-law came down and was like, Oh, I'm ready for presents. We're like, well, the baby's asleep. So, mm-hmm. so then we, um, uh, did a couple more presents and we waited for the baby. So we kind of had like a, a staggered day of just kind of casually open presents and stuff. And it was really fun. Um, and yeah, I got, uh, I got, you can't see him, but I got some new speakers uh, for my computer, Ooh, which I'm very excited nice. for because my old speakers, uh, were from a thrift store, uh, and they worked just fine until I one day was playing a game and I spilled a beer into the speaker <laughs> and then, uh, that one, that one didn't work as well. So, but now I got these bright new shiny speakers, they don't look like mm. they belong to an Apple two. They kind of look like they might belong to the actual computer I have here. So it's been fun. Very uh, nice. But yeah, lots of awesome, lots of awesome time. It was pretty casual and I got a I got a new Kindle for Christmas. And so I loaded some PDFs that I had bought of the old school essentials advanced fantasy game, which is they took a uh, BX DD and basically updated it for a modern age and kind of reorganized it to make it easier to to navigate bookwise. Mm-hmm. And that reads really nice. And so I've just been reading about all of these different characters I can play. Now I really want to run an old school game. I think that would be <laughs> a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, did you do any board gaming though? Because I know you're big on the board games.
1: I did, but I did get, um, so I got for, here's something I don't know if you've seen before. Realms of Tiranoff. Oh. Look at that. So I have not seen this. Campaign, fantasy campaign setting. Okay. Or from
0: the company Fantasy Flight.
1: And it's for the Genesis
0: system. Have you seen that? I role play I system? have heard the Genesis system, but I yeah. have not played it. We never talked about it in
1: our show very much. Yeah, but, um, comes from Fantasy Flight, so they're a big card game, board game maker, miniatures game. Yeah, maker. I thought
0: Fantasy Flight Games, the RPG is uh, cards, right? Like you use cards in it. I thought possibly.
1: Yeah, I haven't even. I've only seen the book Genesis on the shelf, but. Um, they do a lot of innovative gaming mechanics stuff within the space Mm -hmm. and really big, you know, gaming companies out there. They always have one of the biggest boosts when you go to like Jen Connery. Yeah. And uh, they always bring out really cool, evocative stuff. They have great artists. Um, They're always having, you know, there's lots of Marvel games they bring out and card games and all kinds of stuff. So I had not really jumped into their, fantasy role-playing games before too much but it looks like it's a it's got its own dice set so i think they have different faces dice they've got soak and some of that stuff which i can see here this is just a campaign setting um it was picked out
0: for the dragon on the front so that's all they (laughs) (laughs) They were like he'll like this it's got dragons but now you have an excuse to buy the actual genesis role-playing system and that's what i was thinking
1: is like it was a really cool thing because it's not one I would have probably picked up before because all the other ones I have. Mm-hmm. But now it does make me interested to go okay. say, hey, what's this about? And what's going on? It's a nice fantasy setting that it had some cool things on the back that talked about, you know, you get the history of Tirith, um new weapons, new characters. um the Dakin Lords, Mistlands of the Undead, delve into the ancient Elven Forests and the Dwarven Kingdoms underneath Dunwar Mountains, as well as the far-off desert sands of Al Kalim and the frozen Zwath of Ishion Ishaim and the deadly jungles of Zanaga. Mm. So it's just like it's interesting because for we we are so in uh, involved and we're so enmeshed in Forgotten Realms. We know a lot about it, we know all the yeah. DD. We know some of the other um, games that most me and you like come from Monty Cook, so we know a lot about the worlds they're building. Mm -hmm. We know a lot about um, the Pathfinder worlds a little bit because we've kind of dabbled a little bit that way or or looked at it. But it's nice to see this is a totally different full AAA-type company. They're hiring AAA-type writers, and they're just writing fantasy books and fantasy adventures and Mm -hmm. fantasy worlds and we don't know about them like so there's more worlds out there it's like a forgotten realm (gasps) that we have to explore which i think is kind of cool so i was excited to see something i wouldn't even have thought you know would show up and be like because it wasn't like it was on my list
0: yeah yeah i was
1: thinking oh this is really cool they were able to do something cool the other thing i got I have a little co-pilot now. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got, I got the little baby uh, baby Yoda, Grogu. Yeah. Which was pretty funny. And So we've been watching Mandalorian quite a bit, and they got me that. So that was super fun. Those are the things I got. I did not get to play any board games. I played mostly online games um, for the evening while I was just binge-watching shows. Like, we were talking about watching movies, and I've been watching... Um, I re-watched all of... Um, Uh, the walking dead and I'm
0: all All of the walking dead. That's a lot. Holy (laughs) cow.
1: But it's, but it's while I'm playing, you know, games on, I'm doing stuff. So I've already had seen it, but I thought it was cool to just have it on the other monitor while doing stuff. So that's been really fun, but I wanted to play. That's the thing that I feel like you still can't quite do online yet. Although I have heard some people say you can use um, tabletop simulator and all these things to play good board games. Mm -hmm. I feel like, Board games have been left behind for me because i can play a role-playing game online but i can't necessarily or i haven't been able to get a group together to say hey let's play this cool board game i've got yeah while well, we're all on zoom and we're all on you know discord or whatever i haven't figured that out Is it's not as easy as hey let's get together and play a game of dungeons and dragons
0: yeah um and i don't i don't have tabletop simulator but i have a friend that loves it and mm-hmm. they do use it for you know, and as far as I know, I think you can construct just about any board you need to construct and things like that. But I even got um, a, uh, I, I bought Gloomhaven and that is a really awesome game. But the more I am digging into the rules, I think I'm going to have to buy Gloomhaven on Steam because then the computer will do all the math and calculations of the monsters and stuff for you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I had a friend, he was, we were talking um, on our Tuesday night game, which we'll talk about the the games that we had played. And he was mentioning before we started the game that he had just got done playing six hours of um, Twilight Imperium, big super Mm -hmm. space sci-fi board game. And somebody had faithfully recreated it on tabletop simulator. So he was playing that game on tabletop simulator. Hey, no more green screen for the win. Um, So whatever you did, fixed it. Cool. And... uh, don't touch anything, Jordan, whatever you're doing, <laughs> I'm on it. Um, and he said it worked out really well. I can't, that'd be cool to be able to play a six hour, you know, game. Cause there's some really fun, good board games out there. And if you can make the board and you can make the models to do it with, and mm-hmm. it has dice rollers, yep. then I could see it being really super fun. It obviously takes somebody to put in a bunch of time to get it ready to go, but we could be playing some really fun board games that are out there. If, um, maybe they're out there maybe i just yeah. need to do more no there are a few
0: them. uh there are like uh in chat uh they were mentioning talisman digital edition and talisman's a really mm-hmm. fun board game and they have a very uh it's it's a great digital version and yeah you just need the the dice roller and you and you can yeah. play um so i don't
1: know yeah the ones i would want to be able to do is guild ball which i have had a board game i've been dying to play <laughs> i wish maybe it is on tabletop simulator um, I would love to play a Twilight Imperium game. Mm. Um, there's another one that's uh, Cthulhu, War, which I would love if they recreated that on there. It'd be really mm-hmm. cool because I've always seen that on. There's a YouTube channel that does. Um, obviously, there's lots of YouTube channels, but some of the board What's game YouTube? channels. Yeah, oh yes, yeah, they they once you know once a week they're showing you cool board games that are coming out or or going over the top ten list at the game stores at the moment, and they've got some really good stuff yeah. out there.
0: Yeah, I saw, like, I watched a bunch of like here are the best games of 2020 or like this these yeah. are the games you should get for holiday and uh um there there's a lot of fun games. Uh and yeah, I think Danimal was talking about playing the Dune board game that he got for Dude. Christmas, which would be really cool and There you go. Yeah, Kyle yeah, did that
1: online. That was pretty good.
0: Yeah. I would, you know, I don't know, and I, we got, we have an old version of Hero Quest that a friend uh, gave mm-hmm. me that we haven't cracked open yet, uh, mostly because we haven't had a lot of people over or anybody over really, well. um, and so our weekly game night, you know, we we would play D and D, and then we would have like, maybe maybe a bi monthly every two weeks or something, we would have like a an extra, just a regular board night. Cause we all like board games, but yeah, mm-hmm. I got, um, the only, the only like board game we got, uh, is actually a party game, but it's, uh, it's, what is it called? Throw burrito or something. And you have to like throw cards down. It's made by the guy that made exploding kittens. Okay, and so yeah. the, the art is very similar, but when you throw down, you throw down cards and then there's a certain combination that allows you to then throw this squishy burrito toy at your opponent <laughs> Nice. Uh, and it looks it looks like a fun little party game, but probably not something we're gonna play. I don't know with like down here with all of my miniatures and stuff that can get knocked over. So, but
1: yeah, that's cool. So that uh, was about it. That was awesome. The, the, the gaming um presents and the new stuff to get mm-hmm. to dive, in, which can be kind oh,
0: of- you know, I don't have it with me, and that's dumb. But I put a picture of it. I don't even know. I think it's over there. I put a picture of it, but I got uh. A COVID nineteen D twenty, so it's a D twenty, but it's got the little like uh, pips on the side, and anyway, it's really funny. And so a friend of mine sent me that, and um, and a Steam gift card, so I'm gonna have to buy some Steam games. Um, But one of the more interesting things that my uh, my wife got me was I got this book called The Occult Book. (laughs) Okay, Um, and it is a chronological journey from alchemy to Wicca. So it's its actual history of various—I uh, don't know—like things that we think are occultish, and I wanted to get it to kind of help my uh, help my world and the, the and world building and stuff. And like, why do cults exist, or just like the idea of uh, of having old magic, you know? And they were like, yeah, they really latched on to this idea, and that's where. And then it evolved into tarot cards and then it evolved into that. And then I think if you do that, you could take a really cool idea that you have and say, and now it evolved into this and this and this. So, um, weird. Oh, okay. My stream suddenly said no data, but I don't have Mm. any lost frames or anything. So I hope we're okay. Well, it is true. There is no data on this stream, so. um. (laughs) Let (laughs) uh, Let me text my wife and say, don't. Don't watch videos. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Stop watching Christmas movies.
0: Well, that's what my wife's been doing. She
1: it's amazing how many straight to Netflix or straight to streaming service Christmas movies there are to watch. Um, in fact, there's an endless amount and they've been trying to watch them all <laughs> in the last week. So it's been like one Christmas movie after another out there in the living room, which is pretty funny. Yeah.
0: Yeah uh lots of lots of Christmas movies we we ended up putting on a we found well I think Disney plus had it, but it was a um it was just a collection of older cartoons from mm-hmm. you know the 50s and 60s that were like Donald Duck and Christmas and things like that oh, so okay. um yeah anyway um, I'm very excited for that. Uh, I I got a Kindle, which is awesome, and I like, I like to read, and so I ended up reading a lot of the PDFs that I bought because I just like to sit and read and not, I don't know. And it's weird because staring at a, uh, this is an E-Ink Kindle because I don't mm-hmm. like the screens that, like, glare at you. So that's been nice. Um, and then I've just been making, making stuff, and, and my son, I got my son a little Ditto plushie because Ditto is my favorite Pokemon. Mm -hmm. and he loves it and carries it around everywhere, and it warms and breaks my little heart, and I love it. Um, And yeah, I don't know. We haven't played any board games. We do have uh, Disney's Villains, which I hear is a really good two-person game, and I was gonna learn that either today or tomorrow so that I could Mm -hmm. then teach it to my wife and we could play, so I thought that would be a lot of fun
1: and you should cosplay it while you do it
0: i guess i guess we should we have we have a an aladdin outfit somewhere so i don't know i mean i can work. find a jafar somehow i've seen that on uh was
1: it on geek and sundry maybe they did a version of that or or one of those channels where they did a version of the villains which was fun i think matt mercer was in it and Mar- marisha was in oh and it. they were all like dressed up i guess there's a marvel yeah, villains now up. too
0: so that's kind of oh, cool that'd be a good one too yeah so you can play thanos you play the villains and stuff <laughs> yeah Pretty, pretty awesome Thanos. um so that was christmas uh mm-hmm. gaming gifts we talked a little bit about board games um i know this has been a crazy year uh but like D wise uh or just like the games you wanted to play and things like that do you feel like you were successful in your 2020 endeavors in a way um because i think at the beginning of this year mm-hmm. you wanted to try a new rpg every month or was that a couple years ago? I don't remember.
1: I think that was 2019. Okay.
0: 2020
1: definitely was getting the new job. So I wasn't oh, sure. Oh, that's right. Yeah. How much I was going to get to play. So I kind of really had paired back. I think you were kind of ramping up. I was kind of pairing back yeah. a little bit. Whereas 2019 was the one I tried to come out of the gate, just like let's play everything every day, all the time. You <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Three or four games a week and just really diving into it. 2020 to me was going to be, was going to be the convention year. I felt like we were going to go to oh, more yeah. conventions. We were going to go and do some more stuff and visit with more people. And then it just all got shut down. You know, yeah. <laughs> like,
0: oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. There was a local convention I was going to try and hit up. And then we were going to try and go to Emerald City Comic Con. Or maybe it was just PAX. PAX yeah. in Seattle.
1: Or D&D Live. We're going to try to get out uh, We were going to try and go
0: we're to D&D Gen Live. Gen. I was definitely going to Gen Con. I was going to the Nerd Immersion yeah. Convention. Um, yeah. and then I was really, really going to try and hit up, uh, Pax Unplugged. I thought oh, that Pax would Unplugged be fun yeah. too. Um, so yeah, that, that didn't work out, but like no, that so was that my was goal thing too. You're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but
1: I, I, our game, our campaign never stopped throughout the year. So we kept right on going our online campaign, which has been really good. So we've gotten pretty far cause we've gotten all the way through basically at the beginning of that year, we're talking, you know, into Waterdeep, yeah. Dragon Heist, and then, we finally moved into Dungeon of the Mad Mage and we're deep into that at this point or at least a good a good start at it, a good foothold. Yeah. Um which is really cool. So that worked out. I didn't probably play as many games as I could have because I just kept being worried about how the job was going to affect everything. Mm-hmm. Um trying to learn a comprehensive brand new software puts all that stuff in your brain so it's hard to then put more D stuff in your brain yeah because <laughs> it's competing or at least it is when you're my age i guess <laughs> <laughs> so but the year you know it turned out okay and actually if i look back on it i got in a lot of gaming yeah. like, i played a lot of computer gaming i played a lot of um tabletop gaming through zooms and stuff mm-hmm. I, I got through so that was cool it's just been a long year of being in my house you know it's yeah. like not really going anywhere too often just to try to not um put yourself in any types of danger or those that you know live with you in danger yeah so you just end up just you know maybe you go out once a week at this point and that's just such a strange idea to think about over this last year leaving the house maybe once once a week mm-hmm. If that, you know so it's crazy I, I mean how how much did it affect your day-to-day schedule from before i mean you're getting to work from home which i don't think i think you got to do every now and then but it wasn't like on the norm
0: right um yeah and originally i was working from home but i actually had to go back in in july so i've been working at the office right now but they have uh everybody sectioned off from everybody else and Mm -hmm. so i go there and like the motion sensors turn on my lights and then I sit in my cubicle and I'm like, okay. And like, but I don't see anybody and all meetings are held online. We don't have any um, yeah. meetings like out. it's, it's been interesting, but, but like my, my gaming goals were, I, I definitely wanted to stream like an entire campaign and I did that. So from mm-hmm. February till uh the Just beginning the of reason. December, you know, I did rod of seven parts and that's a game. That's a two E adventure that I read maybe like five or six years ago. And I originally was converting it to run with fourth edition. And I, I think we played two sessions of it and then it all fell apart and I couldn't, and fifth edition was coming out and lots of problems, but we just, I, that one didn't happen, but I love that story. And I was so excited to take it and actually do it. Um, and now, uh, I want I'm looking at the next one and I and I like that I was like I wonder if that's going to be my my thing is like I don't I don't play Icewind Dale Rime of the Frostmaiden on a live stream but I'll take this like random you know BX adventure and update it to fifth edition and run that for my friends and stuff so yeah they went from levels five to twelve I think maybe thirteen I don't remember, um, but that was a good, you know, year long campaign and it was a lot of fun. And so and I and I finally like did a full streaming presence on the Internet, which was really cool. So I liked that mm-hmm. a lot. And we, and we got a lot of cool followers out of it. And so it's been fun. And it yeah, it helped uh, uh, Ted's channel grow, too, and mine and back and forth. And so that was really cool um and then i wanted to play more too in 2020 and i i was able to play in a few games which was fun and we have you know my josh a wizard running around Mm -hmm. and that was a lot of fun and we played uh uh another uh the weird and wild game that i think i talked about early on in the year where i was like a a fighter warlock that was kind of cool so
1: yeah, and your your War you
0: played for a bit. I don't know if I played that in 2020. I might have. We I think did we had like in
1: 2020?
0: No. Well, we haven't played. We haven't touched it in a while. Or did I? Yeah, at Acquisitions Incorporated. I think that was 2020 as well. So yeah. Seems like I don't know. That. I played like a lot of games. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, I had a good time. But um, yeah, I guess that's all I really wanted to say about that. But I did play some uh, yeah.
1: online conventions. I did get to play. That's so right. You games. did that. I, I did the DC Conventions. I did a. Um, Yeah. So I did get exposed to a few more other things I hadn't played before. I got to play a Delta Green online. I got to play a Robotech game online. Like I was picking all these things that I wouldn't normally get to try out for, you know, different conventions that were doing stuff. And Mm -hmm. that was cool to get at least exposed a little bit to those games to get an understanding and play with, you know, somebody who understands the rules and they can answer your questions as you go through. And then really kind of pique your interest on different types of game systems that are out there that you know we just we we cover the mainstream ones quite a bit and it's like, but there's so many out there. There's yeah. everything from you know just single developer showed single designer types of role-playing games all the way up to there's two or three, there's a team of five or seven, there's triple A studios, you know, they're mm-hmm. all there's just this whole wide plethora that you can find out there, and you can find the game that's perfect for you. Like there's there has to be a game out there that has your interests perfectly aligned because yeah. there's just so many out there.
0: Yeah, I don't think we've even talked about it, but I received a copy for my birthday of Neverland, which is a 5e mm-hmm. book, um, but you could adapt it to really any OSR kind of experience. Sure. It's just D&D, but it's, it's like w- the events of Peter Pan happened in the J.M. Barrie book, mm-hmm. but we're going to flash forward 20 years. And now he was like, what does it look like now? And the giant crocodile is dead. And that's a whole dungeon. You crawl in its mouth and you go through this whole internal dungeon in his body. And uh, Captain Hook is still running around, I think. But Wendy is now an old witch that lives in the swamps of Neverland. And, <laughs> and it was the most creative thing. Uh, and I think about that because if I have a literary like fan... That's a Mm -hmm. great, like, we're going to play in this. And they would think it's so cool. Like, here's a little bit of familiarity because I like Peter Pan. Mm -hmm. But on the same side, like, this is really interesting. Like, oh, she's basically like Baba Yaga now. And that's Wendy. And Mm -hmm. she's, you know, living in this weird hut. Uh, It was, it's a very well done book. Um, And I'll I'll put a link uh, in the show notes later uh, or in the description down below. But yeah, it's, and it's really cheap. It's like 25 bucks or $20 or something. Mm -hmm. So. So I agree you you just have to find like the right person because or the right system for the right person in the right yeah. m- setting because a lot of people uh, or I should say most people I feel enjoy stories. you know, but if you don't necessarily enjoy stories and movies, Well, then you probably read books. And Mm -hmm. if you don't read books, you probably read comic books or, you know, like like we as humans, that's a storytelling is a natural thing for humans, I think. And so for us to sit down at a table and tell a story, it's like, oh, this is actually more fun than I thought it was. So, yeah, yeah. And
1: you might have a group of friends like where if you said, hey, we're going to play a game and there's there's dungeons and there's dragons and there's your your warriors and mages and thieves Mm -hmm. and they might be like, "Uh, okay, you know, but then you turn around and say, hey, we're going to play this 1980s kids on bike game where it's all about pop culture. You have a whole set of friends that will dive into that. Oh, yeah whole hog they'll just be like oh my god this is the greatest thing i've ever seen yeah and so you have the sword and sorcery friends you have your 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 80s friends that want to relive that nostalgia you have those maybe there's some sci-fi friends that just love i was just gonna play say star yeah. trek. you said hey we're gonna play star trek they they show up in uniforms yeah <laughs> exactly <ready>
0: <laughs> yeah no and i have a really good friend that uh he's the one that sent me the covid die the d20 but, uh, which I think should all be ones. We were talking about it. Like, wouldn't that be a fun game <laughs> mechanic? Is if, like, you went through the swamps and were like, sorry, you caught a disease. You now have to roll with this D20. It's yes, got five, it's five ones, five twos, one one twenty. And so you, you just are like, are you serious? I have to roll this now? Well, you're sick, that's your disease. Like, I like yeah. that idea that you had a physical, like, like, you have to use this hindrance now die instead of your regular dice, and I like that. Uh, we were talking about that but he loves sci-fi and mm. he loves role-playing games and we were talking about we talk about role-playing games and he's like yeah I just don't I don't like fifth edition that much but it's because he doesn't he doesn't want to be a wizard but right, yeah, he yeah. plays Starfinder and loves it so much and he's like yeah I'm like a rat and I like tinker things and I build these little devices and and mm-hmm. and it's the exact same thing like we're just rolling dice but yeah yeah. yeah.
1: But it's spaceships and it's laser guns and it's technology versus, like you said, sword and sorcery and sandals. You yeah. Know, that's like, but you have those groups of people around you that you can really, you know, everybody can be brought in. You can bring in somebody who says, you know, they're maybe they're, like you said, into the classics. So you could do a Neverland. You could do you know, anything that has to do with myth and mythology stuff yeah. you could do, you know, um, a Theros would be a great campaign adventure for somebody who really likes to study Greek culture and mm-hmm. stuff. They'd be into it. Um, so you can find these little settings that are out there that are perfect. you've got a steampunk group of friends. Well, you know, why don't you running some Eberron or something, you yeah. know, you are running are there, or there's tons of steampunk role playing games or maybe they love vampires like your wife loves yep. vampires so much. If you ran a vampire, the
0: Masquerade game, I bet she'd be into it. (laughs) Oh, no, 100 percent, because I think like (laughs) we the first time we played D&D, she was just like, well, I want to be a vampire. And we were trying to explain that like (laughs) vampires aren't there. And the compromise was that she said, well, I'll be this human rogue who thinks that she's a vampire (laughs) and all kinds of funny shenanigans came out of that. It was really great. Yeah. Yeah. um you should just let her be a
1: vampire yeah exactly her. if you were a good dm jordan that's what uh
0: saying. well i wasn't running the game I, that was the first oh. time we ever played uh but i was gonna say uh well i was gonna do a tangent here about video games because mm-hmm. uh the holidays for me are usually a time that it's like oh i have yeah. a little bit of free time i'm not playing mm-hmm. DD, i'm not working and i'm not making videos i i might read a book and i might play mm-hmm. a video game so what's your what's your video game of choice that you've been playing over the Christmas break here? Because I know you enjoyed a game, and is it D and D fantasy related at all? <laughs> it isn't. Okay. Um,
1: I got on this. Um, I wanted to drive, and usually I do that on my PlayStation. You know, three or four. I play. I got a bunch of different driving games, but because there was a Steam sale, I picked up The Crew Two, which was this big open world driving game that you could drive all kinds of stuff. And I just felt like for whatever reason want to drive. In fact, I was even looking up how to get steering wheels. I was going to buy a steering wheel for Christmas and all that, but I, I waited too long because those have all sold out. <laughs> so I just used my controller to do it, but I got, I just really wanted to drive cars, collect cars, buy cars, drive motorcycles, fly planes and stuff. So I've been playing a lot of that. The other thing I've been playing quite a bit of um, is the, the Marvel game I like to play, which is kind of like one of those um, the gem games where you match four, OK, like a bejeweled or something. But you're collecting Marvel cards to do it. You got Marvel heroes and they got special power ups and stuff. They do. So it's kind of a Marvel version of that. I like to play. Um, and then then I decided this is another good one. I decided I wanted to play some Starcraft, two for yes. nostalgia. Oh. Sake because what we used to do probably about five from ten years to to five years ago, we had a big Christmas tradition where all of our friends would bring all their computers to my house because we would do LAN parties over the Christmas holidays. And we would set them up and we would play Star- StarCraft and we would all play co-op against really hard difficulty AI and just yes. all night long, yes, all this day is the way. long, uh. have so much fun. So I just got I got a little hankering for that. I got like, oh, I, I kind of miss those days because we don't do land parties anymore because the Internet is so fast. Everybody just stays home and nobody wants to carry their computer around. And we're in covid. So you can't just bring your computer over to somebody's house. <laughs> um, all that stuff, you know, conspiring against our land parties. But those were some really fun times back in the day. And what so was, was your like, race? I'm going to play it. We I love playing Terrans because oh, we Terran? were bunker. We were. Ah. bunkers. But then we had one Protoss player and we always fought the Zerg. We oh. were always the bad guys.
0: <laughs> Zerg are so, my favorite. Oh, I yeah. love See, the Zerg. We would
1: fight you all the time. <laughs> oh, man. We'd always no, fight I the Terrans because Zer- we're love- just like
0: humans. <laughs> like Yeah.
1: Like in any tabletop game, I'll pick the bug group. Like if we're playing 40K or we're playing any of that, I'll take the Tyranids and all mm-hmm. that. I love the bug group. But I love the idea of sitting in those bunkers. And you're just getting wave after wave of bugs that eventually wash over your base and kill it. I just love that. I love the idea <laughs> yeah. of the last stand, almost like the, the Starship Trooper at the base, last stand in Clandathia, yeah. you know, trying to keep Nidus all, worms
0: good. popping up and yeah. Zergs running out. And, oh, <clears throat> so much fun. I love so really StarCraft.
1: <laughs> yeah, So I, I loaded it up again, and I've been I've been going through it. And there's a lot of stuff to StarCraft 2 that I didn't even remember it being there the first time I played it years and years ago. They have
0: updated it a lot and changed a lot. So I've been going so, back, yeah. and
1: there's units I've never even yep. seen before. <laughs> and I'm just like, what is going on? So,
0: that's, so those are the
1: three things I've been spending my last, the build-up week to getting to Christmas and the build-up week to New Year's. I'll be playing those three games. So I got some driving going on. I've got some Marvel, you know, collect some stuff's going uh-huh. on and then I've got some StarCraft 2 going on. So that's been been really good. Nice. So what what about your computer games? Cuz you like to play platformers, you like to play roguelites, you like yeah. to play some kind of, you know, almost console-ish kind of games even though they're on your Steam and your computer. What have you what have you dived in?
0: Well, so I found out that I have a bunch of games through Amazon because of Amazon there Prime. You. Yeah, and I was like, "Wait, I just own these," and so I downloaded the Amazon Prime game installer, and I mm-hmm. installed uh, a bunch of games, mm-hmm. and then I added those to my Steam library <laughs> so that I could like play them in Steam, uh, because I just like Steam and I like the Steam controller. Um, and one of those games was Swords of Ditto, and it's a it's a top down kind of Zelda Link to the Past style game where you uh, you can like you know, swipe at chickens or uh, grass, and then in the grass are coins, which are rupees and, you know, stuff like that. So uh, the idea, though, is that you are trying to defeat this evil witch named Mormo, and every time you die, a hundred years later, the new destined child awakens, and you find that sword, and when you find that sword, all of the memories of the past you come flooding back, and then you have to go defeat Mormo. And then if that one dies, another hundred years goes by. So it's this, <laughs> it's this, I don't, it's not roguelike, but it's this idea that like, you're not the same person. It's been fun of fun. And it's, it's got really hilarious cartoony art. Um, and so I've been playing that. But the one that I've been really interested in is Caves of, of Quud? Cud, yeah. Cud? Cued? Something I, I, like yeah, that? Yeah,
1: I'm not even sure. But I C- don't
0: know how to do it. C- it's C- a... D. It's a fantasy RPG roguelike thing. I've been looking at it. Um, and it it looks a lot like NetHack. And the only yeah. reason I know about NetHack is because of Matt Colville streaming it all those months ago or years ago. Mm. Um, and I was always intrigued by this. I'm like, what is this game? And you are in a future world. It's not, it's not fantasy. Well, it, it says it's branded as fantasy, but like, there's mutations and cybernetic chips that you can augment yourself with. Mm-hmm. But if you, so it's caves of QUD and you can go to caves of QUD.com, Q-U-D.com. Mm-hmm. Um, And you can look at the graphics, but they're, they're like the old DOS systems. Yeah. Commodore uh, 64 yeah, stuff. It, yeah, yeah. And, but it's very intentional. That's the aesthetic they're going yeah, for. That's what they want. Um, and everything is in rounds so the game doesn't do anything until you do something. So if I move up, then other monsters will also move because it's like it's in these these round segments. Uh, but I'm having a lot of fun with it and I usually don't like games that have a learning curve, but I find myself so intrigued by this one that I'm like, okay, like wait what and how, what's the what's control happening? for that? And you know it's like, it's like those old games where you had to type, like, get lamp, and you had to, like, pick up the lamp or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, there's a, uh, yeah, so I, I made a a character, randomly generated, and I didn't really understand what was happening. And then I read somewhere that they were like, if you're a new-time player, you should start this way. So I started a new, na- a new game, and now I'm running around as this uh, priest guy, and I've got a battle axe. And that's all I really know so far. I've killed uh, two monsters, got nice. some XP... Um but it's really cool. Like yeah. I I wish it was I wish it was almost an MMO mm-hmm. where I could like run into other players, but it wouldn't work because the MMOs would have to be real time, you know, and this is this is on my own pace, so it's a single player game, but um really interesting game. Like yeah, I thought yeah. it was really cool.
1: Well because the map itself, the way they have they're only using characters, colors and symbols, right? So mm-hmm. and they're trying to represent lots of different things with those so you have to almost decipher what you're seeing plus you're playing a game you're trying to move your guy forward and there's stuff you can find and collect and you'll you'll level up and you'll get new stuff and you can find new i mean if you watch matt coville playing net hack it was fascinating yeah and i love the way he would talk about it because he you know he has a great way of not only describing how the game he played the game back in the day, but how it's affecting him now, and how it's cool, and the things that he likes. So I really got into it. And then when I saw this Caves of Cud that they were making, I was just like, "And I don't." You guys can tell us what the pronunciation is. It looked really fun and really cool. Yeah, it, it very like has it very much hit. has that
0: NetHack vibe, but a yeah. um, a good uh, not a well. It's got a it's got a, a fresh overhaul, and mm. uh, I, as I was playing, everything is keyboard command based. But, um, in the settings, I saw that they have made a modernized, uh, interface. So if this is too confusing and is, is bothering you, you can click your mouse on, you know, the action you want to use or like hover your mouse over something and understand that that's what you're looking at. So, uh, there's like, you know, nostalgia play and like modern Mm -hmm. equivalent of controls. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's really cool. Uh, I, I don't have a keyboard for streaming to my my TV upstairs, but I was like, maybe I should get a little keyboard so I could like play it upstairs because it'd be kind of fun. But it's interesting Uh, and it's it's a it's a pretty cool game and I'm having more fun with it than I thought I would. And (laughs) I I I was going to stream it last night. Um, but then I just kind of got too involved in playing it. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it was like 10 o'clock and I'm like, oh, I got to go to bed because um, yeah. the baby does not sleep in, even though I want yeah. to. So
1: <laughs> I forgot the game I mentioned that I've been playing. Probably the one you were thinking of, too, is City Skylines XL. I've been building little towns and cities just because it's a, it's a relaxing, fun just something to do before dinner's about to start for an hour or so and figure out highway networks and where trash is going to go and how the water and the power is getting to these cities and things. I've just kind of, it's, it's relaxing to play around with it. And that's been really fun too. So that's the other one I've been playing a lot. So if you watch me, you can see me probably if you're in our discord, it shows what games you're playing. You're always seeing me in something. Yeah. You know, doing something. So. I'm.
0: I'm Oh, I also made a little discord or I made a steam game Oh yeah, I saw that uh, thing. So if you guys go to the video game sections of our Discord, uh there you could join the thing and let me know mm-hmm. if you join because sometimes I don't check it and I have to approve all of the users even though I tried to not have that yeah. happen, but yeah. Um anyway,
1: <laughs> Magic the Gathering Arena is what has been playing. He plays a lot of different games too. I see him playing stuff, but he said a lot of Magic the Gathering Arena. We played that a little bit. We should we should get together and play some uh Oh yeah, we played that so one yeah, time. We played a couple times. Boy, yes.
0: I, I I imagine there's so many cards out now that well, I yeah, would be way behind. <laughs> but yeah, Magic I'm the Gathering Arena us. is. I mean, Magic the Gathering's a lot of fun. So yeah. yeah. But anyway, Very that's cool. that's video games that I've been playing. Um, and I just wanted to talk specifically about Caves of Qud because it's uh it's really interesting, and if you are RPG fans, I think you would like it. So. Yep. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna move on because it's a little later than normal. But we're gonna talk about our bardic, bardic inspiration. inspiration. Bardic inspiration. Hey everybody, you're <laughs> P- listening to JPH Radio. <laughs> That's JPH Radio here live in the morning Spencer
1: today.
0: Is- um, welcome everybody. Uh, Today's Bardic Inspiration is uh, brought to you by the letter M for Magic Empire. Tell us all about that, Lucian.
1: Yeah, (laughs) we're going to jump into mine. All right, so I had a couple ideas. I was batting around um, Bardic Inspiration, and then I kind of thought about, well, here's one that might get um, our creative Jordan interested, because he's creating his own world. He's trying to figure out what's going to happen in... Indigar. Um, and we know we have a lot of people in our game, in our game community that like to create their own campaign settings mm-hmm. and build some stuff. So the idea would be is that you have a normal campaign setting that your players would be familiar with. Maybe the one you've been playing for the last year. Maybe, maybe it's just Forgotten Realms because all your friends are big d d fanatics and they all know everything there is to know about Forgotten Realms and everything that's in it. And I thought the idea would be is you would, the way you would turn that campaign upside down is you would have a brand new bad guy empire begin to invade the Forgotten Realms. And then the, the sticking point to this whole thing is they bring in a whole brand new style of magic that's completely different than Forgotten Realms. So if you're staying with Vancian they're bringing in point systems or they're bringing in mana, or they're bringing in magic, the gathering five colored magic, or they're, they're doing so their whole thing is so different from what yours is. And your players are like, Whoa, we've got fancy and magic. We've got regular, we know how to play five E magic, but you're throwing at them some stuff they've never, ever seen before. And it's a very different magic system, maybe different magic items, the way they work, maybe, the way the spells are working are completely different, you know. You, but it gives you a chance as a dungeon master. What I liked about this idea is that you could invent a different magic system and pit it against the Vancian magic system, have it clash mm-hmm. in your campaign world, which I thought would be really fun for any of you that are out there that have been wanting to create, be creative, and and let your ideas flow as far as what kind of magic system would you throw, you know, at your players so they don't have to learn it so much. They just have to live in a world where it's it's all of a sudden been thrown into, you know, in conflict with what's already there mm-hmm. and they get to learn about it slowly by fighting it or getting allies that have it or, you know, whatever they do, whatever, however they decide to tackle this new problem. Of this encroaching evil empire, the you know the winter is coming. You know the
0: well, and that's the whole thing. It's interesting because you could use that for anything that's foreign. So yeah. you're saying specifically magic, but yeah, what if you have uh, the Forgotten Realms and then someone teleports there with tanks, yeah. and all of a sudden you're like, I have spells, but we've never dealt with like bullets. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. does shield repel a bullet? Like, uh, so that would be interesting to do technology, which makes me think of Empire of the East, which is mm-hmm. an old fantasy novel um, where uh, I think there were two two artificial intelligences collided, and in that collision, demons and stuff spawned onto the earth. So you you now have this earth where there are these like AI patrons almost. And a bunch of monsters running around and people have magic, but they also have tanks and guns and stuff. And so, yeah, that would be interesting, though. And I wonder because the minute you said like two different versions of magic coming together, I would be Mm -hmm. like, well, that's like two different types of physics coming together. And so I, I don't know if I would. I don't know. Like that just doesn't seem like in my mind I would be the player at the table that's like, does that even work? You know, right. but, but you're like, I'm the DM. It totally works. Yeah,
1: yeah. There, so. no, there's a physics storm happening. We don't know which yeah. physics is going to take over.
0: Or like and a psionics would be play. cool. Like and psionics maybe, coming in and taking yeah, over magic. Maybe you
1: create a roll table that starts to manipulate the terrain around them in bad ways because these two things are coming together that are mm-hmm. not meant to come together. Mm-hmm. Like they're supposed to be in their dimensions. They're supposed to stay in their dimensions. You know, regular matter is not supposed to meet dark matter. Yeah. <laughs> so, but what happens, you know, it doesn't have to be as catastrophic, but what happens when those things start to, maybe things start to warp and maybe things start to happen and you could have all kinds of cool um, stuff into it. So I just thought it was a cool thought exercise, but it'd also be cool if you if you based your campaign. And the reason I thought that would work for a lot of your players is because so many players these days, right now, that we, me and you play with are very savvy in how much they know about forgotten realms and how much they know about the 5e campaign worlds so the only way to throw them a curveball is to give them something that just doesn't come from 5e at all but is somehow just smashing into this world right Mm -hmm. so it would almost be like if you brought invisible sun stuff in or if you brought in you know um uh, mcc not dcc go ahead and drink the animal but mcc mutant crawl chronicles (laughs) smashes into your forgotten realms what happens You know, so I thought I thought that'd be a kind of a cool exercise or it could be a really fun year long campaign where your players are discovering something they just don't know about. You know, they're just like, what are these things? What are these creatures we're fighting? What how did they throw? You know, maybe it's a a wand based magic. Maybe it's like fighting Harry Potter and it's just a bunch of people running around with wands shooting off all kinds of stuff. And that's different than your fancy and magic because you get a day these guys are whipping out you know <laughs> whatever they're doing left and right so i just thought it'd be an interesting way to to mash yeah those things together so but what about jordan's bard against right you guys tell us how you would mash two different magic systems together or maybe it's um um magic versus technology comes smashing together or, or whatever you might smash those two things together to surprise your players with tell us about it in the comments and in chat but what Mm -hmm. about jordan's bardic inspiration
0: yeah i was thinking of well so i've been reading um old school essentials and uh kind of the idea that you had in the in the 80s and 90s i i I don't i didn't play rpgs in the 80s and 90s so i don't actually know but it feels to me that you had your character you know i'm i'm Jorfden the wizard Mm -hmm. and then I would sit down and play a game with my friends as and the Wizard and I would get XP and I would add it all up and be like, okay, I'm I'm now a level three wizard. And then I would go to another friend's house and play a completely different game there with that character that had the items from the last one and the XP from the last one. Mm -hmm. And you just kind of had this character that followed you around. Now we have like build a character for this game is what it feels like. And you just play that thing. You don't have this like mobile character. So it got me thinking of uh, there's a push now in television and even in movies to have a bigger story arc. And the Marvel movies are a perfect example where it's like we want to have this little Iron Man movie, but we also want to set up that there's this big story that'll pay off at the end.
1: Phase one, phase two, exactly. And phase three. Yes.
0: <laughs> and a lot of our uh, adventures are written like that now. You know, levels yeah. one to 15, you have your one to five, you have this little thing you have to take care of, but you're getting subtle hints as to what really might be going on. You know, mm-hmm. five to 10, it's like, we kind of got to deal with the bigger picture. And then 11 to 15, you have to, you know, take out the big, bad, evil guy. Tiamat's rising again. You got to stop it, you know? And so it got me thinking, what if we just stop and and we do no story arcs right. and you just have back. single, mm-hmm. like one or two sessions is a single objective and then you're done and you move on to something else. Right. Um, does that interest you? Like I was curious about that. I like the way
1: that. you say it too, because it, it is nostalgic in a lot of ways because-
0: TV was like that too. It was just entertainment, like- Entertainment, yeah.
1: yeah, that was very episodic, right? You didn't have to watch all of the things Because you could watch a few of them whenever you had time and you would still understand I'm watching, you know, a MacGyver show or I'm watching a a, um, Supernatural or I'm watching
0: Cheers or Star Trek. Yeah. And I like what you
1: also said in their monster of the week kind of idea. So sliders and all these other things. And I do like that style of gameplay. I like the idea of it doesn't have to be a big arc. It could just be something small and something we play. I think a kids on bike is this way quite a bit. I think that's the best way to play like a Tales from the Loop is very episodic, um, you know, little little vignettes of things that you play for a week or two. And then, you know, you just move on and do, do that same kind of thing, whether the character's the same or not. Um, but I like the idea that the character is the same, too. So I think it would be fun. I really like the idea of Monster of a Week. I've always wanted to and I still plan to run it at some point a monster hunter international game which is basically just this idea that you're a company who gets called in and hunts monsters ghostbusters and
0: like it's and then job. we have a ghostbuster adventure yeah, and then you go back job. to base and it's like oh the phone rang like we got another <laughs> yep. one yep, yeah. next
1: week we have to take care of this poltergeist and next week we have to take care of this haunting and yeah so i think that could be a really fun style of gaming too um, with the right group, with the group that's looking to play that and and, and ready to dive into it, um, I think it'd be great because you would have lots of different... Oh, hey, we just got a call. We got to go take care of a werewolf. Yeah. All right, let's study up on werewolves. Let's go find out where it's at. Let's find the clues. Let's track it down. Let's deal with it. And we're done. Let's get paid. We're good. And then, right, then I like go, the idea...
0: job we have. Yeah, or, <laughs> and then rotate the dungeon master too yeah. uh, or the game master, you know, like... Uh, Okay, this month I'm going to run these four episodes, Mm -hmm. but then next month you're going to run these four episodes, and I get a play, but it's the same world, and then all of us are building it together. So I don't know. It was interesting, and I've been, you know, the nostalgia play, But uh, and when we say Monster of the Week, there is the RPG Monster of the Week, uh, Mm -hmm. which would be a great way to utilize this idea. Um, but that's also just a TV trope. Like the X-Files were monster of the week. Like what, what is it that we have to solve this episode and then yeah. we're done. And so the idea that we come together, you have a problem within the first 15 minutes of your play. And now you have like two or three hours to solve it and then you're done. Um, I know that there are a lot of improv comedy shows that are taking this idea as well where they are recreating Star Trek or Doctor Who and you go sit at, an, at a comedy show and they get some, some advice and they do a long form comedy which is like 30 to 45 minutes but they'll do a Doctor Who episode. And mm-hmm. you know, they have props and they're like, where are we Doctor? And they like, they improvise a whole episode and it's really clever and I like that. And so I don't have to know all of the previous stuff to just <laughs> sit down and do it. And then from a from a producing RPG content standpoint, would that not be more fun to, oh no, I missed out on the last 30 episodes of Critical Role. I'm too intimidated now. I don't even want to sit down and watch this because I don't know what's happening. But if you like those characters, which I love the Critical Role characters, they're really fun. You know, Jester Mm -hmm. is super adorable and cute and like. If I could just have those characters be in like a fun little adventure where they're just kind of like, yeah, here we are. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I I've been thinking about this a lot, and I like that idea. So that's my bardic inspiration. Is I wanna right. I wanna attempt this monster of the week to see if people would like it.
1: <clears throat> yep, monster of the week. I definitely wanted to play one. Um, ever since I played the Delta Green one, he had us. We were it was modern day, and he had I was like a I was a U.S. Marshal. We had a Parks and Rec guy, and then we had maybe an FBI or a CIA or something like that, like another governmental thing. We got brought in, and we were supposed to just go in and say, hey, we had an agent who has passed away. We don't want to leave. Uh, We got to check his apartment, his office to make sure that he doesn't have anything from the previous job that he's had just laying around Mm because you just don't want people just to stumble upon the secret stuff that we were doing. So that was that was the only premise. Go in, just clean it up and we're all done. No big deal. And then it turned into, wait a minute, he didn't just die. He was killed. So now here's (laughs) now we gotta find out what's going on. And then we find out, wait a minute, he has a cabin up north. We better go check that out because who knows what he's been keeping at the cabin. And then our monster of the week happened, which was just perfect. And I thought that whole thing I did, it was a Gen Con game. I thought that would be just such a great way to run a fun campaign of modern day monster hunting or mystery solving or supernatural kind of stuff going on Mm -hmm. that I think people could really get into and be invested in without it being a super arc story. And without you could miss a week here or there and it wouldn't be too big a deal. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it'd be pretty fun. So
0: it's definitely a really cool idea. I love it. Yeah. So that is, uh, that is, that is my idea and I I am excited (laughs) for that. Um, We'll see where that works. That might be my twenty twenty one goal: is to create a group that has really funny characters, and oh, I guess then we can
1: put that in the show. What Then are we you could do have twenty twenty
0: one. Yeah, and then you could have rotating things and stuff like that. So, well, we can talk about our games, or did you want? Did you have an idea? Mm-hmm. Like, what are well, your twenty twenty one goals? Maybe that's goals? what we'll
1: do next for the first show of 2021. Okay, yeah. Maybe that's what we do is we talk about what what do we expect to do? What do we wanna, yeah. What are goals? What are the stuff we're gonna try to accomplish? I like that, I like that that a lot. I think that'd be really good. We'll do that. Um, Game wise, I played on Tuesday. Um, It sounds like my dumb DM not gonna let us play for another week or two after that because he's got some like family or something. It's just stupid. But uh, so we're on break a little bit after that, but we did get to play out last Tuesday. Um, and what was really cool is you were looking at the person who defeated Xanathar. It was my arrow that killed Xanathar. And so, pretty much, I did all the work, really, if you kind of go back and watch that episode. Um, we were, had t- only two players standing. I think by the time Xanathar goes down, I even posted my idea, my head cannon of what happened um, in our Discord mm-hmm. that final round. Um, but it was an epic battle. It was a seesaw battle. It was we it was looking bad for us in the beginning and we started to pull it off towards the end, which sometimes happens. Um, sometimes the dungeon master is rolling really good in the beginning and then he starts rolling really bad at the end, which helps out and which is cool because we're on roll 20 so we can see all the dice rolls. It wasn't mm-hmm. like he was just fudging them or anything, but we could see like the, the ebb and f- flow of this battle and we have defeated the great xanathar as far as we understand it oh, okay Unless he throws a curveball at us right? <laughs> it could happen when we find out xanathar you killed really a didn't. xanathar here's 12 right. more so. <laughs> here's here's his brother his twin brother um so it was fun uh we're in the middle of their his lair. we've got we've used every possible thing we could use we have petrified party members at this point we've got two people standing one person just Rolled a 20 on a death save to come up to one hit point, point. Um, and so now we have to get out of here because we can't really stay in the condition that we're in, so I think it's going to be fun when we come back. And hopefully we get down to, I'm pushing to get us down to level 4 because I kind of, in my mind, I had vague ideas of what levels 1, 2, and 3 were going to be like. Mostly because other games I either watched or some of the reading I'd done, I didn't really read the book, but I understood some of the old adventures from that this had taken from. Mm -hmm. And I kind of had seen some of that stuff, just a tiny bit of it here or there, knew about it. But I don't really know what's on 4 and 5 and 6 and 7. I have no idea about that stuff. I've not seen anybody get there. I've not read anything about what's further down. I know there's 24, 25 or 30 levels of of this dungeon we're going to go through. So Mm -hmm. I'm excited to get going further down. Which I think would be cool. Um, so that was good. Fifth edition game ran by our dungeon Masters. really fun. Did you? I think you haven't been playing any games this week. Are you, are you on holiday break for the last week, right? So yeah, I've just been
0: home, and uh, we we had a a, a mild. Covid scare. Nobody actually caught it, but uh, somebody that we're associated with, uh, or basically tested positive. Yeah, tested positive. They let us know. We were like, ah. So, but then we went and got um, a a test, and it was negative. But because of that, I was kind of like on dad duty for most of last week because it's Mm -hmm. like, well, we don't want to expose the baby. So I was like holding and taking care of him. Um, But uh, so I haven't played any games. But I well, I did actually play. Um, We got together on, once we were clean, like I got together on Saturday with some of my uh, my friends, and we, I brought, you know, Josh A. back, and we played a game there. I was, I was very out of touch because they have been playing for, I don't know, three or four sessions without me. Um, and so I, <laughs> I came back, it. and I was like, so what are we doing? And they're like, well, we're on a Nautiloid ship. And I'm like, excuse me, what? Like, And this is the Wild Mount game, so I'm just like, yeah. what is happening? But we were... Hanging out with mind flayers on a nautiloid ship. They want us to find a bunch of stuff. Uh, I ended up uh, trying to communicate with the ship to like understand how to pilot it because I wanted to steal it. But that didn't work out. (laughs) And they uh, deposited us on an ocean or on a a coast next to the ocean. And I used the stars and we kind of figured out where we were. Um, but now that I was back with the party, they were like, well, Jordan knows, or Josh, he, like, he knows teleport, teleport circle or whatever. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I do. And they're like, so he could just get us back to the top. And it was one of those moments where, you know, your DM has like, I've planned all of this for you. And then but
1: you weren't supposed uh, to be back. <laughs> well, but
0: as a group, all of us yeah. were like, well, we want to go back here because that's where stuff is. And so he's like. Uh, okay and so i teleport <laughs> us all over there and then we ended up buying a bunch of stuff from Pumat soul's place um but it was one of those things where i'm like i was driving home and i'm like i'm sorry poor dm like <laughs> that's exactly because he's just like yeah off in the distance you see the lights of a city you should like go check it out and then all of really us are really like cool well lights. we're gonna go back north 800 miles that's fine wow. Um, so I don't know what's waiting for us tonight, but, uh, apparently we're going to play again tonight. So I'm excited for that. Ooh, um, cause nice. I, I really did miss D and D like I just, I missed playing, um, mm-hmm. it, and, and it's just a nice, I don't know, breather from the, from the, the, well, we were talking about it earlier, just getting out of the house, you know, and, yeah. and seeing other people and it's really nice and stuff. So,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: for sure. It's just fun to play. I mean, this- yeah.
1: Letting your character level and do stuff, mm-hmm. interacting, figuring out obstacles and problems, and then getting into a good old knock them up, punch them down fight is just fun. <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, it's just a good
0: time. <laughs> Super great. Um, yeah. Uh, so we were we were talking about books real quick. I'll say this before we leave. Uh, but yeah. in the uh, uh, sorry, in the Discord, I just made a new uh channel or sub chat or whatever called book club. And if you guys want, we can recommend a bunch of books and I'll try to add, add them into a notion database, or maybe I'll make that database public and you guys can edit and add it and stuff. Uh, but it would be fun to have that. And then, um, anybody that's like, you know, I read this really good book that inspired me. I know Lucian talked about that NPC book. You said really inspired you. Um, and maybe that can evolve later on into a book club or something. And we could all just like choose a book to read for the month or something. So that'd be kind of yeah, cool. I'm going
1: to apologize now because I'm going to flood it with game lit
0: <laughs> suggestions. Just Sounds so good. you all
1: know, because <laughs> that's all I'm reading right now. <laughs> um, I love them so much.
0: But anyway, thank you guys. This is awesome. It's thank been uh, an odd 2020. Uh, obviously mm-hmm. but we wanted to say thank you very much to our fans for for listening and watching i um, really happy that you guys and are here. here
1: every week it seems um so. it is
0: we have lots of lots of the same names and it's just nice mm-hmm. to see you guys uh and so thank you for hanging out with us all these all these uh these months years yeah. now this is going to be year hey, and four They
1: got us to a thousand subscribers this year so it was yeah. 2020 that saturday morning dnd show made it yeah. made it too so that was good to keep pushing for
0: 2021. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we have uh, yeah, 2021 we have um more more stuff planned obviously, but it'll be good. We'll talk about the goals next week. Um but it's been really awesome. So thank you guys. Uh we will see you next week um with uh January 2nd, I believe, uh with a, another episode of the Saturday Morning D&D show. So take care everybody and and be awesome. Bye guys, be awesome. <laughs>